welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of pirates with way too many board games. I'm Tom, also known as Calico Bob, and I'm joined by... Justin, also known as Guy Le Bureau. What? Is yeah, that... I don't know. Oh, uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm Adam, who is Gold Crown Ismail. And Debbie, uh, the old groggy checkers. <laughs> 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 I mean, I think you got what you got. This is a board game podcast where we play games in our collections and then talk about them. And today we are talking about our playthrough of the first adventure in Forgotten Waters, a game by Plaid Hat Games where you take the role of pirates and in a in a world that is uh, a little bit magical and still pretty piratey. So uh, this is a game for three to seven players, and it lasts. It's on the longer end of two to four hours, and it's sort of a uh, sort of like a choose your own adventure sort of game, uh, but uh, kind of like uh, kind of like Tales of the Arabian Nights, but with more like co op focus and uh, more pirates. Pretty much um, all the pirates. I've got the back of the box here because uh, I do own this game. I bought it on a whim and then remembered that we can't actually see anybody. So, Forgotten Waters, piratey misadventure in a world of magic. Ahoy me, mateys! From the minds that brought you Dead of Winter comes a thrilling new game for the sea dog and all of us. Forgotten Waters, a crossroads game, plunges players into the lives of pirates aboard the finest ship ever to sail the seas. Okay, it ain't the finest ship, not even close really, but it's certainly not the worst. Play through exciting app-assisted scenarios and laugh as you and your friends decide if you want to save the world or bonk it on the head and steal its money. Each game of Forgotten Waters is a fantastic new misadventure filled with the discovery of exotic new lands. Players will plunder, loot, bury, treasure in places they'll never see again and participate in the kinds of violent shenanigans their mothers never approved of. And there's like a... It's got a list of other things that you might want to know about it, such as uncover a massive world full of content you will return to over and over again. Explore a variety of standalone scenarios, each led by its own larger-than-life pirate captain whose ambitions may undo you all. Develop your pirate from their backstory right up to their explosive ignoble finale. Face harrowing crossroad events that will reshape the course of your game. Uh, yeah, and that's that's the way that goes. Um, we played this game on Tabletop Simulator, uh, which I found a mod for that wasn't too terrible. It had, like, uh, this is obviously as as the back of the box mentioned you have to have an app to play it although it says app but it's really just a browser you just need a browser you just need a laptop or a phone and you're good to go don't you guys have phones what are you listening to this on huh huh that's yeah huh gotcha thank you activision blizzard for the joke that will never die i think it's only because you keep trucking that one out i don't think anyone really remembers that (laughs) fair uh, the overview of this game is, um, I'm going to keep it short because there's not, there's not a ton of, uh, I don't know. There's nothing that I can really go over in terms of like what the, like the gameplay is. The gameplay is pretty, pretty straightforward. I would say you all take the, uh, take the reins of a, a of a pirate. You pick a pirate sheet from the, uh, bunch that they have. You can print more off of the, uh, off the internet if you need more and they're gonna have like various things on them like you're gonna have like the seeker pirate or the skeleton pirate and it's got like a constellation on the front as well as like a bunch of information in the middle and what your uh what your endings are like in the back and you're kind of supposed to gloss over a lot of this stuff uh 
lest you spoil the surprise of your piratey adventure. At the bottom of each of these, uh, at the front of the sheet, there's also like what your skills are. So you've got skills like hunting, uh, brawn, exploration, um, navigation, uh, aim. And each of these things are, um, the, your, your individual pirate will be able to, uh, make these skills go up as you go through the game. Um, and certain classes of pirates will cap out at different levels. So for instance, the skeleton pirate, uh, had a very high cap for hunting for some reason, but a very low cap for aiming. So I could only get up to a plus two in my aiming. As you go through the game leveling up those skills, you'll sometimes hit on these like little stars that are on the on uh, on your uh, player sheet. Whenever you hit a star, you can fill in a space on your constellation and everybody's individual goal is to try to get as many of those as possible to give you the better ending for your pirate. Primary to this or secondary depending on who you are, uh is your uh, overall goal of being a pirate on a ship and trying to accomplish your mission and, you know, not die. Um, so the way the game works is that uh, everybody has their pirate. You pick a uh, scenario that you're going to run. Um, so we started with Beyond the Ocean's Edge. And you will end up with a... Uh, a, uh, an objective that you're trying to trying to accomplish. So you'll end up with a map uh, and your ship sitting in your starting space, and then you'll sort of be off to the races. And in the first scenario, you're you're trying to get your way to a place where you can try to uh, figure out where this clearing stone is. And the way the uh, the actions in the game works is that anytime you're at a location, like a new round begins, um, and you'll flip to a page on the uh, on the adventure book. And uh, after, this is all after you like type shit into the app to try to figure out where you're going. It'll tell you where to go to, what what pages to flip to. You'll be getting like things to read. Um, but the the like mechanical part of the game is essentially like you have this map open, which is the location, and you get a timer, and everybody gets to put down their dude in a certain order uh, depending on your like infamy stat. You put down your dudes on the various squares that are that are out there. So there might be like. Uh, gather supplies or fix the ship or, you know, talk to the captain or, I don't know, go to the bar. And each one of these will have a corresponding section to the right of the uh, to the right of the action spaces, and these will tell you that once the round is over, so uh, once everybody's or sorry, once the timer's done, you go through from top to bottom and you uh, figure out what happened. So say that uh, Justin's uh, character goes and he's going to go, uh, you know, hunt for some fish or something like that. You will end up getting like a point in your hunting skill. Uh, generally, as well as you'll roll a d12. And when you roll that d12, you add your numbers. So you got bonuses because you get treasure throughout the game. There will be story cards that you get as well as just your skills. And you add that up. Look at the corresponding um, section of the uh, of the action sheet that tell you what happens. And you read that out. And usually it's like uh, if you do good, you'll like add some supplies to your ship or, you know, fix the hull or get a crew member or, you know, there's all their stuff that happens. You get treasure or you might just get to read a uh, thing from the app, which is usually like a really fun thing. And it's all fully narrated, which is super cool. Um, and it will uh, give you a feeling of like what your character is doing and uh, and uh, you get some some stuff out of it. But eventually you will be, uh, you know, shipping off and moving yourself around this map, going to various locations uh, in the pursuit of whatever goal it is. And that, that's I mean, that's kind of the general overview of, of the whole thing. You will end up like 
fighting other ships and stuff like that. And that's where like cannons come into it. So if you have cannons loaded, they'll give you bonuses to your damage and stuff like this. But in general, it's all about rolling the dice and following the prompts on your on your app as well as the location booklet. And it's just like a fun, you know, romp around the uh, troubled area that you're in, uh, being a pirate, um, getting treasure for yourself, burying that treasure for some reason, uh, running into these like scenarios and these little adventures and these little um, narrated side bits are really funny. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a good time uh, for, you know, you and your friends just sort of. Yeah, it's like a it's like a choose your own adventure novel for pirates. And yeah, I, th- I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a bit long because it is like a, in the same way that Tales of the Arabian Nights can be a fairly long game. It is like the two to four hour range because this game is for the most part all in the app. Uh, it does give you the chance to like save it when you reach certain points in the game. So um, I'm not entirely sure how that works because we managed to get through the first scenario in like three hour, three and a half hours, I think probably closer to three. I think it took us a little bit to set up, but yeah, so I'd say my only real complaint uh, would be, you know, the length is a bit much for kind of one sitting, but you know, it does give you the option of sort of uh, stopping play at certain points that are like very obvious nar- narrative cutoffs. I think there's four or five scenarios that the game comes with uh, automatically, as well as I think there's one uh, thing that you can download as a as an additional thing. So I believe their intention is to continue putting out more scenarios as they go through as like $10 DLC uh, that, you know, once you're signed into their website, you just have access to. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I know about Forgotten Waters uh, without, you know, going through and spoiling too much of it, although I'm sure we're going to get around to that. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, I thought this was, uh, this is, is really like plaid hats kind of bread and butter at this point. Um, they've done, if you look at their, their games that they've put out recently that have, especially the ones that have kind of caught fire here, um, you know, you're looking at dead of winter and gen seven and now this one, and they're all these crossroadsy games in my opinion, I, I definitely felt that like Dead of Winter is is quite good and they did a very good job of it, you know, tying into the whole um, uh, Walking Dead theme that was all the rage for a while there. Far too long, I suppose. And then Gen 7 was I feel that they kind of like took a step back. But in this one, they really have found that that like spark again. They found that like that really good really well done kind of sweet spot i guess where it's like it's challenging and it's narrative and it's it's there's just there's a lot going on with it and you feel invested in like in in your character and you want to you kind of like want to see how your character is going to progress um and like you know what 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 is happening and and it's interesting they kind of give you this little mad libs thing which is neat at the start of it and it it's just it's it's really well done i actually i found this to be quite good um i wasn't you know it's just like oh look plaid hat is doing yet another crossroads game like i remember gen 7 and how 
personally, I didn't think it was that great. Like, I hope that this one does not follow that same that same trajectory. And it didn't. I was quite I was quite surprised and quite happy with this one. I thought it was I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I I, I agree. I actually really enjoyed this game. Um, I didn't know, uh, I don't know, I guess I didn't know what to expect, um, based on the title of the game, I guess in some ways I, I, (laughs) this is not what I was expecting. I don't know why, but, um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed kind of the, the humor of it and the storytelling aspect. Um, the, having a narrated, uh, storyline that you're, you know, you don't have to have one person constantly reading, uh, is kind of nice. Um, and you know, like there's, there's kind of character voices that go along with it and things like that. And so you kind of get, you know, um, into the story in, in many ways. And I, yeah, I, that I also, you know, really enjoyed. Um, I think that this is kind of easily a kind of, the kind of game that can be, um, enjoyed by, you know, a, a variety of, uh, levels of gamers. Uh, you don't, have to you know really be a, a hobby gamer to um really i i don't know pick this game up i don't think yeah i think that I, the only thing that i think i really kind of for myself lost uh sight of was the like my personal goal um of trying to get the little exclamation marks on my consolation because that is assuredly not what i was thinking about um because <laughs> well my story did not end well <laughs> the ship kept sinking and stuff and we kept running into problems and somebody needed to fix it and what sure as fuck wasn't going to be justin that's yeah, true i mean hey. like <laughs> guy libero was always helping out uh you were doing a lot of treasure burying well there were a lot of treasures to be buried were there of were course there? all right <laughs> yeah role playing a crow <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, shiny. (laughs) Yeah, so I just, like, for me, that was the one piece that I think, like, I I definitely fell short on. Um, But it didn't, I guess, it didn't really ruin the game by any stretch of the imagination. Really, all that does is, like you said, kind of play into your your end story. Um, And, I mean, I got pooped on. That kind of sucks. But, you know, if that's how your day ends, then that's how your day ends, right? Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this one. I think that this is something that, you know, we might see, you know, if there's, if we could ever, if we could pick it up, because I think that it's something that we could easily play with, you know, like, uh, my brother and my sister-in-law, you know, um, Adam's sister, I think would enjoy this and things like that. So there's, you know, a, a lot of amusement, I think, to be had here. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. As far as like plaid hat games with sort of the, the crossroad events, I find this one is probably my favorite one. I've always really enjoyed those sort of narrative story games like Tales of Arabian Nights and things like that. Uh, but I find like something like that can get very... You can kind of get lost in the weeds. There's no real driving force. You just kind of play until enough stuff happens to you by accident uh, that you win or you die. Um, and even in something like um, their uh, Dead of Winter ones, uh, a lot of the crossroad events are very, very interesting. And I, I like when they're directed at the character you have. But it always feels like the world happening to you rather than you impacting the world. You know, you, you're kind of wary 
Yeah, you're you're very wary about going anywhere because you know that the guy's just stand, sitting across from you, smiling at the card, waiting for you to make a misstep so your car crashes into a lake. Um, whereas in this, you know, it, it always feels like it's it's you choosing to do something, and you know, a little bit of luck, of course, with the skills and the dice rolling. But um, it does throw enough sort of narrative choices. Um, I remember I played this. This is my second time playing the first scenario. Um, and the first time, uh, we ended up getting in a whole bunch of ship fights and we would board the enemy ship and, uh, just through the app and just through a chance and just some narrative events, we kept running into the same guy <laughs> who, who kept getting hired on by the next pirate ship and stuff. So it was always hilarious. And like, we like one of their friends died so like they were they were coming after us like it was like they were the main character in their little story and like we were the villains uh so it's, just, <laughs> it's hilarious what can happen in this game is it's uh it's well written and it kind of really jumps between whimsical and sort of like heavy brutality at times but i, I think that's just part of its charm like it's uh and I really also enjoy the narrator. I mean, as much fun as I have reading out story beats and throwing on funny voices, uh, I'm, I'm only, I'm only so good and can only, everyone else can only get, uh, can only listen to my voice for so long. So it's nice having like a proper narrator run through this. And, um, like I played another narrative game different, but uh, it was a, um, Avalon or Fall of Avalon and it uh, hired uh, a narrator company to to read through everything and it just adds to the experience like it makes you feel like you're in the story rather than just reading the story um so i I think that's that's a really i don't know it just it brings me into the game and i'm really glad that they they went ahead and did that um because it i think it really adds to it is i mean on the on the gameplay side it's very simple you roll a dice and see what happens um but with their story beats and having the timer uh so that you have to all decide where you're going in, you know, 40 seconds. Otherwise the crew gets unhappy because they know the senior officers are all bickering there in the corner. It's just a, it's just a hilarious way to tie in a rule into the story. It's, uh, everything about it is just really well done and kind of feels like it makes sense. There's nothing in here that's like, oh, that's weird or that feels gamey. You know, it, it all feels just, uh, just great. Even some of the treasure cards, like you find a goat or a parrot and it specifically says you cannot bury this this is not treasure you can hide in the desert and come back collect later that parrot will die <laughs> and uh yeah i just uh, i love it it's uh, such a whimsical game it's great yeah, i think it, it it does remind me uh like it, it reminds me of uh time stories in the aspect that it's you know like you're in a location there's a certain number of spaces to go to uh it's you know one person a couple people it's based on skill um but it is a a much lighter <laughs> fare uh than what you typically find in in time stories time stories is usually a little bit uh yeah a little deeper of a of a story and so this one's a little more amusing and i and i enjoyed that that it's you know in some ways a bit of a puzzle um and yet you know you're you still kind of are chuckling and and having a good time and uh that kind of thing so it's it's nice to nice to see kind of a lighter side to um to a game like that. 
I, I quite enjoyed it. It is worth noting that like it is a, you know, a game for 14 plus according to the age range. And that's because like, <laughs> despite the fact <laughs> that it is quite funny and lighthearted, <laughs> there are still people getting shot in the face a lot. So, uh, yeah. you know, you gotta be, you gotta be ready for that. It's just absurd. Well, and I think there's adult theme in some. Mm. Oh, it definitely yeah, in some of them. Yeah, like it's it's definitely not you know like let's go play with our children, especially if they understand what is being said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a promiscuous lover. How many how yes, many people did you, you bone down with? Was it like I think it was like twice, wasn't it? I believe there were two. Yes. Yeah. Equal opportunists too. Nice. You know, I did rob them as well. Yeah, there's somebody else. I can't remember. I think I, so. Yeah, I don't remember. I might have. I might have faded out the second. The second time you uh, <laughs> ran into somebody, you're just like, oh, good. We're having. We're we're having sex again. Perfect. All right. <laughs> why? Why does it keep happening to him? This is so weird. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Le Burrow is a passionate lover. Yeah. I, uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> it is known. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, I think there's um. So the the other thing I'll note there's like a bunch of different player sheets that you can that you can get. So I think you Adam was like the culinary pirate. Yeah. Uh, just, Justin had picked the safety pirate. I was the skeleton pirate, and Debbie had picked the uh the, uh, the debater, like, the argumentative pirate, or some shit. Yep. <laughs> and it's <laughs> what a mess. It's really funny. They did a really good job of making sure that like they were all about as on point with the humor as as they could possibly be. I don't want to spoil any of them because they're 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 pretty good, but I I loved mine in my in my special way. God. <laughs> the skeleton pirate is pretty funny. I recommend yeah. the skeleton pirate. He's pretty good. <laughs> Um, I think the only thing that I noticed when looking through the physical boxes, I think they only have one copy of each of these pirates. So if you need more, you can either buy them for, you know, money or you can just like download them. So like, it's not a great situation because I think it'd be nice to be able to like replay guys or like let somebody yeah. else try them out and stuff like that. But we, we, we laminated them. Okay. That's probably a good idea too. And then you just use a dry erase. Mm. Thomas, I feel like you should know all about laminating because you have children. Seems like the safe thing to do. What? Safe. Cover everything in plastic? Yes. What? Nah, that's not how this works. Pretty hard to laminate the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, right? <laughs> Be a good Just one. like uh, one of those like uh, old uh, plastic keyboard covers you would always have in like <laughs> junior high and high school. I was going to say like saran wrap. You know what's funny is this reminded me, I used to go and play over at a guy's house when I was like really young and yeah. their family had like the saran wrapped couch, but they also put um, little plastic bags over top of the Nintendo controllers and like <laughs> sealed them with zip ties so that they wouldn't wouldn't wear the buttons out or whatever. Oh, it was yeah. the worst. I, Jesus. I, I knew a family did that as well. Yeah. Wow. That was, it was terrible. I still remember it to this day. It's like your <laughs> fingers just slipping all over the place. You get sweaty yeah, and it's yeah. just like, then it's just wet. Oh, oh. <laughs> not good. Just the worst. Kept that controller fresh though. The other thing that's kind of interesting about this game is like when you start up, everybody will be asked to take various positions on the ship. So, so that like one person isn't just dealing with all of the minutiae of running everything and turning all the dials and shit. So 
one person gets to be the first mate and they are like running the crew discontent tracker. Someone's the quartermaster, like keeping track of the supplies and everything. So I think that it's really well done that they managed to find like seven different things for people to sort of be keeping track of at any one time. Um, yeah, I think it's just a, it's just a really, I don't know, really silly and still somehow dark because it's still pirates game, you know, that does a really good job of bringing everyone together and bringing you into the story. And, uh, it's really funny. It's really well written. And I, I really want to try more of these scenarios. I think this is a, this is a really good time. I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was a great choice by me for once. Yes. Nailed it, Tom. I did it. It did it. I mean, I guess your mileage probably varies depending on how much you like pirates. So there is that. I mean, you gotta be, yeah, you have to buy into the theme. It's nothing better than tall ships and pirates. Because it's also cooperative, I do think that it avoids some of the stuff that happens with uh, Tales, some of your games of Tales of the Arabian Nights. Like, I really like that game too. Um, but it's so, like, because it's like every man for themselves and also completely random, it's like some people have a really good time. Some people have a really fast yeah. time and some people. Yeah. And, and I mean, like with a game like Tales of the Arabian Nights, it's all about trying to have an interesting time. And so if you're just running into things that are either not up your alley or just stonewalling you, you're just you're either bored or you're frustrated or, you know, I, I've mm-hmm. never had a situation like that. But um, these games are hard to balance i guess in a way because like you have to have a goal in mind but like that's not really the reason you're playing right you can't really like secure a victory in a game of tales of the arabian nights because it's all bullshit (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of a weird situation but I, i like the way that this game does it it was kind of funny when i was looking through the tabletop sim workshop thing and one guy had built his own trader mechanic into the game which i thought was weird some people just some people just really want that trader mechanic, you know? Yeah. It was pretty funny reading through the comment from this from this individual because it was like, this game needed this, and I delivered. And it was kind of like, uh, I don't know. That's not usually how it works with mods, man. Like, <laughs> I really don't think it does need <laughs> like a trader mechanic. Like, what? Listen, uh, that, that man just uh, did not like his friends. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that was kind of the through line on the culinary guy's thing anyway, was he kept trying to poison everybody. Look, well, that's, that's, that's not, he just wanted to escape the piratey life. Exactly. That's right. I was trying, I was trying to be free. Yeah. Regular Long John Silver over there. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Wow. When we, uh, when we agree on something, it really, uh, really, there's no place for conversation, huh? <laughs> I, it's, it's so yeah. hard. Cause it's like the other thing about this game is that it's not like, I mean, you don't have a whole lot to look at, right? Like. We're talking about without spoiling things. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's experience is going to be different depending on who you're playing and who you're playing with. Like, I'm sure if we had done Justin's bullshit plan of (laughs) let's go near the enemy pirate ship and we'll just take the long way around, it probably would have worked out very differently. Yes. It does. It does. Yes. And don't let, for the record, when you're playing a game like this, if it's if you get a move or you get a like explore or navigate, don't let anybody tell you where to go. You take that move. That's you right. Do what you want to do. It's your time. It's it's <laughs> yes. I, I, I do like the game specifically says that, uh, which I, I like. It's just like no, you're the navigator. Go where you want. I get to navigating. If people start arguing with things, the, the morale starts dropping. 
But yeah, like, I mean, it's it's very like it's it's random, right? I don't know that there's a quote unquote best way to do anything like you're going no. through a story. Do what you want to do. Like, yeah. Make that's your own I, that's what I like this. Yeah. It's not like I've played this game before and it always works better when you go this way. Well, yeah. I mean, it entirely depends on what, you know, it tiles come up here. and yeah. So I do it. Just do it. Yeah. And I think the, the, the semi co-op-ness of the game lends itself to that, where if it's full, full co-op, you can kind of get, you know, kind of actions by committee. Whereas in this, because it's semi co-op and you have your own objectives, it's like, you know, you want to kind of, you don't want to be a dick, but you know, sometimes I need to go over here because uh, I need to do a little fishing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, don't worry. We'll, we'll get there eventually. But right now, uh, we need to stay. Oh, the fishing. We got to stay on this island for one more entire round. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I got some stuff I need to bury. Oh, my God. The burying. <laughs> you got to bury your booty. Mm. Do you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you were definitely trying to bury something in some booty. Mm. Oh, wow. A little of both. Wow. Hey-o. It was his duty to bury that booty. That's right. <laughs> And by duty, like, oh, no, don't go there. Ah, uh, no, that's not what I was trying to say. <laughs> no. Ah. Uh, don't be gross. Don't be gross. <laughs> Debbie. Really? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll just scoot on. Uh, well, we will navigate our way to review here. For me, I'm on a scale of keep or not keep. Um, and in this case, I'm going to keep this game around. I thought it was a great time. A little long, but I think that's you know to be expected with a game where it's you know a, a story and it's all unfolding. So you just have to know to budget your time appropriately, and you know. Uh, take a break if uh, if you know if you see that it's if it's starting to wear on people and that's what like it, it gives you that option in in every other aspect it's the kind of game that i like it's co-op it's story driven it's hilarious in a lot of ways um and it's uh, it's a unique little piece of uh of uh, board gaming art uh for you to enjoy and i recommend that if you're into this sort of thing that you go check it out at least uh, either on uh you know on tabletop sim maybe try the first thing uh, the first scenario and if you like it go pick it up that would be you know help help out plaid hat with uh you know actually buying their shit um but yeah so i i definitely recommend it and i think it's a it's a good good pickup um debbie what do you think yeah i mean i there's literally not anything i can think of that is bad about this game um i mean the only thing i can think of is maybe the fact that there's like a limited number of scenarios at this point but i mean really like that's kind of par for the course for something like this right um yeah i i this is a five out of five for me i i yeah i play it it's hilarious i i don't know how you could not chuckle while playing this game a little strange a little off don't take it too serious a little weird uh, yeah you might if run you, into some wenches you, <laughs> I was going to say, like, if you're if you hear something in the story and you stop and you're like, did I hear that correctly? You did. Like, you assuredly heard what you think you heard. (laughs) A little odd, but hilarious. Love it. It's yes, the greatest thing ever. So five out of five. I absolutely recommend getting this. Um, Justin, how about you? Hey, well, I own this game as well, and uh, so trying to stay on a sub- somewhat standard uh, review scale, it's it's a game I'm going to keep, and it's a game that I would 
highly recommend somebody picking up if they have like a, you know, I've played it with three and now with four. I think online they recommend it at five, but I think it really works well at any sort of number. Um, you can go up to seven. I mean, that might get a little long or you might run out of things to do, but I think it keeps things moving with the timer and everything. So it, it avoids some of those pitfalls that you're going to get with uh, having a high number of people. And no, it's just a really fun narrative game where everything kind of makes sense and you all have your own little story that you're working towards. And uh, so it just makes everything feel a little more unique and uh, a little more like it's happening to you rather than to the group, so to speak. Um, so yeah, you can always walk away from a game with this with a, a funny tale to share with your fellow crewmates about uh, weird and strange happenings or crazy run-ins with a reoccurring character. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's always a hoot. Uh, I love this game and uh, easy easy recommendation uh, if you're into this style of game. And hell, even if you're not, give it a try. How about you, Adam? Um, yeah this this game, like I said, uh, kind of in my thoughts of it, this game is um probably the best of the crossroads games that i've played out of plat hat and i really like dead of winter uh i do tend to agree that sometimes you know you you kind of have have that that feeling of the eyes looking at you but i think that's kind of what they were going for in dead of winter is it like you know it's zombie apocalypse themed and that's you know, they're like, they want you to feel uncomfortable basically at all times. And they did a very good job of that. This one is a lot more lighthearted. It's very fun. Um, yeah, I, I dislike that they are, that they give you a limited number of pirates, which I mean, it, it's fine. It's fine. But I just wish that there were more options there. It's small nitpick, really. It's, it's nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, giving you the option to buy more is, also fine uh this all just depends on price point and your own individual uh cost analysis of that i guess uh at the end of the day 10 point scale i give this thing a eight and a half um kind of citing what i said wish there were a little more characters uh i yeah it, it does it does run a little bit long but that's okay by me yeah yeah eight and a half eight and a half out of ten that's it that's where I'm at. Yeah, so I just looked through and there's like 20, 20 or 22 pirate sheets that come with the game. So it's not like there's okay, none, okay. right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like they have five and then they ask you to spend 10 bucks to get more. <laughs> I, that Yeah, that would, that would potentially drive matters down. And they do have the templates up for printing on their website. I think it's just if you want to get, because like the the thing that I I can't explain is that the components are all really nice. Like the mm. the uh, the cart the the mm-hmm. stock of the uh, of the paper here. You can hear that. Oh, That's the, the stock, stock of, the of the paper. You know, it's not it's not it's flimsy paper. And thick. And it, yeah. It's like the right size to fold into a little book, so you can kind of like take it with you or whatever. They've got like this stuff folds into a little chest, so you can put all the stuff in there. The pirates look cool. You know, there's all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, I don't like I don't know how much it should cost to get a replacement pack of pirate sheets, but mm. like. If you don't have a printer, what the fuck are you going to do? Other than yeah. staples. Uh, I'm just going to quickly look because I am curious if if it's like maybe there's more pirates in the, I don't know. In the sheets. Oh, it's $5. It's five bucks for the 21 player sheets. Yeah. So. Oh, five bucks. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's totally reasonable. 
It's less than a PSL. What? Pumpkin spice latte. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay. Uh, Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, you can uh, find us through email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. And uh, if you want to do us a big, big favor, you can like, subscribe, and uh, share this around. Uh, Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Justin, you got anything you want to plug? Well, hey, uh, you want to get a hold of me? You can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. I'm always around, and uh, I'd really love to hear what your favorite pirate name is. How about you, Debbie? So you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn, that's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. And like Tom said, you can get us as a group on Twitter as well at CGS Podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, if there's something that you think we should try out, something you think we'd like, let us know. Uh, we'll see what we can do to uh, to try to play it. Like I said before, we've all kind of got a fair number of games between all of us. And so there's, you know, always a decent chance that we already have it or it's something new that we can bring to the table and uh yeah it'll be just a nice little experience for for all involved so give us a shout at cgs podcast on twitter uh adam how about you if you're not gonna get a hold of me you can catch me on social media at for the win f-o-r-t-h-e-w-h-y-n and uh check us out uh ftw barbecue and bakery on facebook um yeah the holiday season is upon us we are doing barbecue baskets baking baskets all that sort of stuff if you're looking to shop local and you're within the calgary area uh because uh i unfortunately don't have the capacity to ship it to you right now uh but yeah check it out december 24th we're doing another barbecue pop-up uh barring you know extreme weather uh but yeah no we're gonna we're gonna figure it out so barbecue ftw barbecue and bakery on facebook check us out check it out check it out cool 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 thank you again so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll be back at you next week with something fun thanks again bye Bye.